And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 100. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 47 through 49 from the book Rule of Wolves. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the one person who introduced me to inspirational sprints, Lee Bardugo. Moi Savayeni Casters. And Happy New Year. <laughs> Woo! So, real quickly, let's go on into our listener cities. Okay. First, we have Guadalajara, Mexico. Woohoo! Thank you. And next, we have Igar Asutit. Igar Asutit. Brazil. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, so, I'm so sorry. I tried really hard, but I'm so thankful for your listeners. Yes, so, thank you so, so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, um, sorry, we're a little bit late. We were expecting to have this out New Year's Eve, but here we are. It's 2022. <laughs> I don't, whatever. I don't even know what, what day, day or year or week well, or. <laughs> well, just to let you know, it's a new year, Terry. Thank you so much. So, it's a whole new year. So happy I, new year to all our listeners. It's confusing, but yes, happy new year. Yeah. <laughs> and this will be out so you guys can hear it. And we're just so happy to be here for our 100th episode. I didn't know if it would happen. I didn't know if we would actually make it because it's so crazy to be at 100. But it is. We've done here this we are. 100 times. I know. <laughs> and I'm so excited. So, um, and I can't believe we're ending Rule of Wolves, which Ugh. this is a great episode, guys. I'm yes. just saying, like, I mean, just the reading chapters are incredible. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely excited about it. And so much goes on. I hope you all have had fun reading through it with us. And I'm just letting y'all know this next year is going to be really cool. Got some <laughs> really cool stuff for you. Um, we'll discuss that more at the end of this episode. Um, not going to give away anything, anything away. Don't worry about Terry and Chris. You guys are okay. <laughs> Promise. Not going to say anything crazy. But there are some things that are exciting, and I won't spoil it. So, <laughs> anyways, how you doing, girl, besides not knowing what day it is? <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it's actually really confusing for me because in the <laughs> academic world, we work ahead. So it's been 2022 on paper for months since, like, oh. August. So then when the new year hits, I'm like, what? I don't. It's so very confusing. But also, it's like I felt like we were still in 2020. So (laughs) it's uh, I don't I don't know what's happening. I get it. But whatever. It's a new year. It's January and it's 75 degrees outside. Um, So everything is just weird. Yeah. And by the way, that is a reason that we were a little late. We've had some weather up and down here. Um, Just trying to be careful and protect ourselves we don't want anybody driving in the middle of a tornado or a twister no. so we are um yeah we're so, not trying to recreate the movie twister nope but right now we are racing to get this done so we don't end up in another twister because um yet again of course <laughs> coming right when we are ready set to record we've got some weather coming our way yes. that we need to definitely be in shelter so we're um anyways i hope everyone locally is safe yes be safe. And yes. um, yeah, by the time you get this, we'll either be here or we won't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Blown away. <laughs> Blown away. 
always watch out for me. I'll be the one with the umbrella. Oh. I want to be Mary Poppins if I ever get, like, blown up into a tornado. I definitely will have my umbrella. Okay. Well, well you better clutch it today, then. I will. I've got plenty. Okay, good. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, Happy New Year to happy everywhere. New Year. Everybody, we love you all. This is from our entire Grisha cast staff, including our wonderful Christopher, who is our producer, behind-the-scenes genius, our wizard behind <laughs> yes yes he really he's is the wonderful wizard of greasy cast he is he's secret he's behind that curtain and i mean maybe one day you'll see him maybe i don't think he likes that no, no. but we'll get him to come out <laughs> oh yeah but we don't we're not pressuring anybody no. nope Come out at your own speed yes. that is for your own comfort <laughs> yes. so everybody comes out at their own pace Exactly. That's yeah. the way it needs to be. Yes. Exactly. No <laughs> pressure here. But um, anyways, I hope you guys all had a lovely New Year's. And um, thank you all for the wonderful messages on my birthday. That was very sweet Yay. of you all. And yeah. So I guess we should probably get started. Want to go? I guess so. Let's do this. All right. We have chapter 47. Mm-hmm. Nina. Um, Nina's head is spinning with all kinds of things because of all the events that's just happened. Remember, yes. the prince is being weird after Hannah's death. Nikolai confessed he wasn't a Lansoff, and he gave the crown to Zoya, who turns into a dragon. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> just well, uh, just a little bit going on. Got, yes, so she's she's got a little bit in her head there. Yeah, and it was really <laughs> weird where we left off with Nina because it was like the prince all of a sudden sudden wanting to just take her to the wedding right Isn't that and like- then uh, no not at uh, the peace talks the peace talk yes. and he was weird at the peace talks like brushing her hand and stuff so weird yeah okay well so so she's she's starting to actually really look at the prince now um wondering what's like really happening with him and the more she looks the more she's realizing the differences in his appearance and more importantly, like the sound of his voice, like something is sus. Okay. Um, the, the prince has a fun conversation with Broom, which again is just fantastic, um, where he tells him, you have served Fyrda long enough. Mm-hmm. And Nina actually chimes in here and suggests poison was involved and of course, Broom denies it. Remember, because the prince has always been sick. Yeah. And the prince has always been guarded by Druskella. So they kind of make this insinuation that Rasmus has always been ill because he's constantly been poisoned. And now that he's not being uh, around Druskella all the time, that he's getting better. Yes. So they make this insinuation. Um, Broom, of course, is like, no, he denies it because we know it's not true anyway. Right. Um, but the prince basically exiles Broom. Broom is not going to be taken out like that. <laughs> he is not going to do it. So he actually pulls out a gun and oh. points it at the prince. I mean, that's some, what does he think is going to happen at this point? Is what I, Anyway. That's some big bowels. But before he could fire the gun, Joran shoots Broom three times in the legs and arm. Oh. Broom's going to live, though. I know, because the leg and the arm. Dang. Yeah. So Nina's getting a little more suspicious as time goes on, and her and the prince finally get some alone time. She's like crazy hopeful at this point, and she starts to get this like feeling 
and asked the prince, where did we meet? He says, in a clearing by a poison stream, I rode a white horse, and for a moment, you believed I was a soldier. It's Hannah! Oh my god! <laughs> it's Hannah! <laughs> She's, She's not, not dead! <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so amazing. Huge, huge news. It is. We didn't lose Hannah. No. Oh, that makes me so happy. I know. I can't believe, like, I'm totally surprised by this. But, like, what? <laughs> I know. Like, but ingenious. Like, So uh. what happened was that the prince slapped her and said it was a game that they would play whenever he wanted to when they were married. Mm. Hannah panicked and, like, used her powers, which, like, crushed his heart and, like, killed him. Good job. So she didn't know what else to do. She tailored him to look like her. Tailored herself to look like him and then pushed him out the window. <laughs> look at that. Like, I mean, that is some really. Like, yes, it's pretty genius. And it had and she had to do that pretty quickly well, and to tailor both people. Yes. And she said that uh, she sent Jordan to get help and that Jordan took his sweet time. <laughs> so, like, Did I think Jordan know. I think he knows because there's a few times in here where like where he's he's very sweet to the the the, the new prince <laughs> and he's okay. like whatever you need I'm here. Okay, so Jordan. Um, so I think he's suspicious. And I think he knows what's happening, but he took his time. Like he, um, when he went to go get help, okay, like he so was he gone for a really long time. So he must be part of like the cover up of like she knows. Like I mean, they saw each other. And I'm guessing uh, he doesn't. I don't think he knows for sure. I don't think she told him, but I think he knows something's up. So, Hannah asked Nina if she could love her in this body, and Nina responds, of course, it's her heart that she loves. <laughs> and it's it's amazing because this is like, Hannah, like, I'm, I'm guessing this is what Hannah's probably always wanted. Yes. You know? Hannah, I mean, at this point, says oh, sorry. that there, no, it's fine, yeah. that, that there's a rightness to this body. Um, that she's in now, and that ever since she understood tailoring, that's all she was thinking about was being someone else. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Like, that is so iconic. Just letting you guys know, that's huge for, like, our transgender audience, our transgender readers, like, that we have this character mm -hmm. now, like, actually going into the physical body that they believe they've been supposed to be in their whole they time. They transitioned. Yeah, like it's in the fantasy world. Yes, and it's their own. It's amazing. It's it's huge. It's huge. Like, oh my gosh, it makes me so happy because like I, I love it, and I just love that now Hana is comfortable in her own body, yes. and it's so cool. I'm huge props for Lee. Come on, like I mean, coming up Massive. with this, like that is like mm -hmm. because just she used tailoring exactly. Just Oh. And to figure out a way, like, because that's such a huge part of, like, you know, um, just being transgender. Like, it's, yes, coming out and being transgender, but being able to actually get into the body that right. you feel is right for you is, is the hard, like, mm -hmm. that's a hard part of it. I'm not saying it's the hardest, but it's one part that's not easy. It's the part that, like, makes everything whole for you. And I just, I find it amazing and love it. I'm so happy. Yes. Um Go, go, Lee, and uh -huh. <laughs> way to trick us, by the way. Um, 
I know we've said this multiple times, but it's just, it's funny because when we interviewed her and asked her specifically about transgender people being a part of the Grishaverse, her answer was very, like, um... It was very general, very yeah, vague. Like, yeah, she didn't mm-hmm. say, but at that point, she had already written this, yeah, so she, she she's knew. Like, sure, one day. Yeah, it's all on me. <laughs> one day I'll have to do it. Lee, gotcha, girl. Yep. Way. <laughs> Well, anyways, mm-hmm. it's amazing, though. Yes, Ugh. it is. It's very massive. It is. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> so the fact that Hana will be king one day was brought up, and she said Nina would be her queen. But Nina brings up that a king can't marry a commoner. Hana's like, no big deal. I'll give you land and titles. <laughs> so they're gonna be. There's gonna be a Grisha king and a Grisha queen in Firda. Um, and they agree that this is their new life, that they were, um, you know, they were talking about a new life together. And this is it. This is their new life together. Um, so I wanted to quote to the end because this is just, it's huge and it's big. Yes. And this is the last really big time that we like hear from Nina in the book. For this moment. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye, Nina. No. Um, <laughs> Don't say bye. Okay. They stayed there, curled against each other, Hana's arms wrapped around Nina as they watched the sky turn the deep blue of twilight. Just beneath Hana's left ear, Nina saw two rosy freckles, missed in the panicked rush of tailoring. She did love those freckles. Maybe they could keep one of them. What would Matthias think of all this? Nina wondered. A Grisha king, a Grisha queen. She hoped he would be glad to see her happy, that he would want her heart to heal. Save some mercy for my people. Sitting there in the quiet, watching the clouds slide by, no sound to break the silence but the steady hum of the engines, Nina felt a strange sensation creep through her, an ease that she had all but forgotten. Peace. There were battles ahead, dangers she and Hana would have to face. What they were attempting was audacious, maybe impossible, but somehow she knew they would manage it. Nina rested her cheek against Hana's, She'd honored Matthias, and this path, somewhere between revenge and redemption, was the right one. My place is with the wolves. End quote. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> my heart. I know. It's beautiful, and that just makes me so happy. Um, okay, I know. This is a hard <laughs> episode because we're coming, like, it's these ep- these last chapters that really get you we're coming to the end i know it's been such a journey okay but we're not done this journey is continuing so um yeah we're not saying goodbye to anybody um okay so next is chapter 48 which is nikolai so now in the whole other version of the story we still got stuff going on up up in ravka remember we got the darkland still we got the blight we got all that okay so um here's a quote just to get you started our lovely group is traveling into the Sikorzoi Mountains on foot. I'm sorry, it's not a quote. <laughs> I accidentally put my little quotation marks there. But Oops. I did, yeah, that's my, <laughs> this is my writing. This ain't Lee's. It's not that great. Okay, so our group is traveling into the Sikorzoi Mountains. Um, they they had been flown as far as the flyers would allow them to, um, but they had to kind of, you know, the rest of the trip has to be on, on foot because they're in the Sikorzoi Mountains, which I don't. I love saying Sikorzoi, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a fun word. So uh, they brought some sun soldiers with them, um, which don't forget, those are the people that got... They inherited. Uh, inherited mm-hmm. Alina's powers back all the way in Ruin and Rosin. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that southern accent came out there, didn't it? 
<laughs> well, here. you are Southern. Okay, so um, anyways, the Sun Soldiers are there for a couple of reasons, two reasons. One, um, because they're in the mountains, which is very icy, and they could use them to help, like, you know, melt some ice if they need to get through this part. And then also to protect the dark, guard the Darkling. Darkling. Wow, yeah. Darkling. <laughs> the Darkling. That tornado's coming. It sure And is. your <laughs> overalls are on, and <laughs> your trucker hat. Maybe that's and what happened. you just turned really southern. <laughs> it's the overalls. <laughs> I, I put them on, and it's just, I get so Southern. <laughs> anyways. Um, but I'm not. I, I mean, I am. You are Southern. I am Southern, but still. Okay. Anyways. Um, but I normally, like, when I I don't talk with a Southern accent, I just, I really, okay, I'm going to stop. Okay. Um, so that's the reason we have them there. And after the battle uh, at Oskarbo, the Darkling couldn't be found um, until Nikolai actually was walking into his war room at, at the little palace and the darkling was sitting there so just like right after the oskarbo attack like i mean battle darkling was just he couldn't find him um so they had like you know that's kind of weird and they've still got to figure out what to do with this blight so it's kind of interesting that all of a sudden he sh- appears in the war room just kind of sitting there and it's even in the quote that lee writes that he's just sitting there as if he never left um which i think is neat um because it's his room and but the darkling does say here's the quote it seems that once again ravka has a problem only i can solve Ba-boom. <laughs> which is pretty true it's accurate uh, yep um they don't know what to do about how to solve this blight um they really don't and so but that is what they are doing right now and we're learning and so they are going to try to find a monastery up in the Stickerzoi Mountains, supposedly that it's like a myth, like the Darkling saying that it's there. Um, and they're just kind of being hopeful that it's true. They, It's really their last hope. They, um, Nikolai, Zoya, and Jenya, like, they really don't know. They're just following the Darkling, just like, well, I hope this works out because they have no other choice. So here's a quote. Um, get ready. This has got some Grisha verse history in it, so you know I'm excited. Okay. Quote, they came upon the monastery without warning. One moment they were squeezing between two sheer rock walls, and the next they were staring at an elaborate stone facade of arches and columns carved into gray stone. Between them, in a series of friezes, Nikolai saw the story of the first priest guard, the monks who had transformed into beasts to fight for the first Ravkin king, but who had been unable to return to human form. Yuri had believed that Sankt Felix had been among those monks and that over the years the details of his sainthood and martyrdom had been altered by time and retelling. Felix had endured the obispaya, the ritual of the burning thorn, to purge himself of a beast. End quote. So, this monastery exists? Okay, so... But why are we here? What is what is in this monastery that supposedly is going to help them? Darkling seems to kind of, he's just got an idea. So there is no door to this monastery, by the way. It's just kind of like they see like a hole in the wall. I mean, it's just like <laughs> dark. So it just they just got to go through. It's kind of like this dark tunnel. So they walk through the tunnel. And when they get onto the other side, 
Nikolai sees the largest tree he has ever seen in his life. Okay, this is really cool, guys. I'm just saying I'm, I can't read you the chapter because that would take too long, and there's already audiobooks of it, so listen to it yourself or read it, but it's incredible. <laughs> um, so here's, here is a quote about it. The diameter of its twisted trunk was nearly as wide as the lighthouse at Oscarvo. A network of thick, muscular roots radiated, radiated from its base, and high above, the canopy of its branches nearly covered the clearing, dense with red blossoms and thorns as long as a man's forearm. The thorn would, but its shape felt different this time. Yes, that is exactly what I was going to bring up. That is the cover of our book, peeps. And I like... If you actually look at it, mm-hmm. there are thorns. They're yeah. huge, mm-hmm. but they look like branches. If you, like, you could very quickly miss miss it. But if you look, there are thorns on there that are just massive. The way they're described in this book, they're very big thorns. So that is really cool. Um, and another thing, we're gonna get into that. Um, so I, um, Zoya says it looks like an ash tree. So that's interesting, okay? And then she's interrupted by this lady monk who just appears and says that all stories start somewhere and also all gods are the same god. Neat, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So not only is it a thornwood, but it also looks exactly like the ash tree. So really cool to connect all this. Um, a monk then tells them that they know why they're here and that the blight has come to their mountains before as well, but luckily it didn't strike the thornwood, luckily. Um, How here- lucky. Yes. <laughs> so here's a quote. So you're saying we can't stop the spread of the fold? Not with the obis baya. The, sh- the shadow fold is a tear in the fabric of the universe, the fabric of the first making. Before the making, there was nothing, and that is what seeps into our world now. End quote. So their whole attempt was to come here and think that they could do an obvious buy to get rid of it. But these monks are saying, sorry, that ain't going to work. No, this is bigger than that. This blight, of course, is a part of the fold, but it's it's a tear. So Nikolai asks how they how they can close this tear How what what can they do? And the monk says they can't close it. Someone must hold it closed. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. Someone must stand at the door between worlds, in between the void and creation, and hold it closed forever. Uh, Okay. Interesting. Okay. So Nikolai thinks, of course, like, you know, he's been trying to figure out what he... Of course he's going to say, well, this must be me, I guess. Like, no one else is going to... would you just be like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to go and, you know, stand and hold a door forever. No, thank you. Okay. Especially in between worlds. Um, Zoya is like, uh, no, you ain't. You ain't going to do that. You just promised you're going to be with me forever and stand next to me <laughs> and help me. And now you're just going to, no, 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 no. You can't leave me. Mm-mm. The monk says that in order for, in order for this to work, this lucky contestant, um, it has the person has to have their heart pierced by the thorn, like the obispaya. However, but it must stay there, and they have to stay there. So, if the thorn if the thorn is removed, the blight will then return, and the universe will crumble. 
though it's different from the Obi's Baya because, you know, the thorn would eventually get removed and blah, blah, blah. This, the thorn has to sit there and stay. Okay. So that does create a different issue. Slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. And also, <laughs> like, if Nikolai dies, then the blight will come back. Right. The person has to be alive. Like, because Nikolai is a... Well, human. Well, he... But he... Yeah, he... But he's an Otkazatsya. Yes. Exactly. Well, he, yes. And... But he's not, he's not like... He's not a Grisha. He's not a mortal. Yeah. So, Jenya asked then, like, what will happen, like, well, she asked the question I just answered. What will happen if Nikolai dies and the monk does say that the Blight will return? The Darkling then says, okay, boy king, your grand gesture has been noted. That's wonderful. Thank you. But this task is not up for you. Then Zoya is wondering, well, is this my martyrdom? And Darkling, like, laughs and points out how she is not strong enough yet. She is just learning how to harness her own powers. The Darkling says it must be him. He is immortal and the only one who can do this. Okay, bomb drop, because I didn't expect that. Yeah, like, the Darkling? Really? You're going to do this, like, selfless act and save the world? And stand... Okay. Yeah, that... It blew my mind. I know. Well... Jenya's there, and believe me, she ain't. Ha- she's like she hasn't said a word to the Darkling at all. Um, Jenya then actually says something to the Darkling for the first time and tells him that she forgives him for her scars. He is surprised. She explains that she has found her true self through this pain. However, she will not forgive him for placing her in the king's household where he knew she would be prey to the assault. Zoya then decides that something is off. Why is the most selfish man doing such a selfless act? What is in it for him, she asks. So real quickly, just to step back to Jenya, like that was a very big part just because all the, like, seriously, Jenya's never said a single thing to the Darkling. They haven't had the opportunity, but, like, he put her through a lot. I mean, and if you read, like, I mean, he tortured her. He specifically, like, she looked up to him and trusted him, and then he used her in such a way that it was disgusting to be in the king's household. And we'll read more about that when we get to the short story of the tailor, um, which we'll read together. Um, But that's why that's in there because it was important for her to kind of make amends a little bit, but also say, I don't forgive you for this. So Zoya is, yeah. Like what's up with this? Why are you doing this selfless act? And here it is. He says, I will do this in exchange for an altar being built in the starless one's name. He wants to be among the saints. (laughs) So of course, like, that's what he wants. Um, interesting. I, I mean, you know. So the decision really, like, I, everybody's kind of looking and deciding, but the decision actually ends up being between Jenya and Zoya just because of everything that he had done to them specifically. Nikolai doesn't feel like it's his responsibility because he feels like it just needs to be between them. Should they let him do this? Because also he's going to be honored. He's then going to be a right. saint. It's not just saving the world, but now, like, this man that has done all this harm to them and their families is going to be recognized. Do they give him this honor? Can they let that go? Um, Jenya says, here's the quote, let him do it. Let our suffering have meant something, end quote. So 
the deal is made, and they untie his hand restraints. And this is the weird part because all of a sudden, like, this is the moment where the Darkling could, like, do something. You got to remember, like, the Darkling is not a person you can trust. And Nikolai has wondered, like, is he going to pull? Does he have a stunt pulled? Because he did that at the very beginning of the book Mm -hmm. when he got Alina and Mal together. Yeah. So this is the one moment that he could pull a stunt because they untie his, like, he's completely free. So the guards go and stand at the gates and everything. Gates, there are no gates, but, you know, just guarding everything. And the Darkling doesn't do anything. Like, I mean, he he actually is just like, he takes a deep breath and he says, he has a speech. He says, my name is Alexander Mortsova, but I have had a hundred names and I have committed a thousand crimes. And the monks then come and like, they start doing, like, they're fabricators. All of a sudden they notice because they start doing, they start having the tree starts, like, its roots start moving and its trunk and it's starting, like, I guess this whole little um, procedure, um, not procedure, service, <laughs> I will say that, <laughs> is about to happen. Um, the Darkling spreads his arms and he's very pale, they note. He says, I am not sorry, by the way. Um, and I do not repent. So, very interesting. Um, the Thornwood then starts to, like, come all, and it's getting very close to him. And he says, all I did, I did for Ravka. And now I do this, too, for Ravka. Right as the thorn goes right through him. So, very big, famous line, for Ravka. Yes, I can just imagine it. <laughs> well, yes, and then, I mean it's he's he's one of those characters that like you love to hate, hate to love that is up and down all the time. You know, like he you think okay, well he's done this thing that he thinks is a good idea, but then he goes and does something awful, and right. like so you're so up and down. And I love that in a character. And I think as a character, he's written like so well. Yeah. Um. So to end on this note with him is Beautiful. I think I think really great because we don't um have a sour taste, you know, in our mouth um it's, for him that it's we feel some pity for him and feel some sympathy and um I like that. And see that's an interesting way that she's written the Darkwing is mm-hmm. just because he is relatable. And when you really start to get more into the story, you really do see that everything yes, he has made mistakes and he's done things, but everything he's done is for Ravka. And there are hard decisions to make when you're running a country. Like, I mean, that's the. Th- I mean, it's just the. And he yeah. thinks that he's doing the right thing. Like, right. he, it's the decisions that he's made that he he thinks are the right path. Exactly, he's, and he's not thinking I'm going to do this just to get back at someone, or I'm doing this right. just to be a terrible person. Um, he does terrible things, but, but it's not. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's, he's he's not doing it to be a terrible person. He's, the intent. Yes, the intent. It's exactly. Yes. It's all about the intention that he's doing it for, and that is hard to see from the other side if you're being affected by it. Yes. Like, I mean, if your family's killed, yeah, that sucks. You're like, oh, you're an evil man. But if you think back, like, okay, what did he do that for? I act. You do kind of see everything he has done mm-hmm. is for Ravka. Has been to really try to give the Grisha a home that is safe. And you know what? War, war sucks. Yeah. Like, I mean, no matter what side you're on, 
it's just there's gonna be hard decisions that have to be made and there's always gonna be people that are gonna hate both sides and think that you're evil and it's just that's the sticky thing about war um anyways um getting back to this like so he makes that final speech just saying and it's huge um right as the thornwood like goes and pierces his heart and then like it's crazy because it I do suggest that you read this. Um, this is a beautiful scene. Um, I'm not reading it because it would take too much time, but it's written in a beautiful way. The Thornwood pretty much, like, it just takes him and holds him almost like as if it's nursing, like, a baby. Pulls him inside, like, inside the tree. And, like, it as it closes, like, I mean, he's, like, it just it closes up, and there's all of a sudden, like, Right when it closes and sealed, there's this handprint that's, like, on the trunk of the tree. And, like, that's his, like, handprint there, like, in his eternal, like, that door closed. And there he is in between creation and the void. That's where it is, which is crazy. And another neat thing that I don't think I said, all the monks that came out to help um, use their fabricator powers— were in the book it's described as they were Sheridan, they were from Shuhan, they were monks from everywhere around the Grishaverse, which is really cool yeah. because like, okay, so like Sankt Felix's monastery has people from everywhere. So like that kind of brings our whole thing. Like this all everything is one. Like all these people, like it's just I thought it was really cool and neat to see. Um so um very moving. Um, Zoya walks up to the tree and um, she puts her hand up where the Darkling's handprint is and she bows her head. Um, he did just make, you have to realize, he made a huge sacrifice. He yes. just saved the entire world. Yeah. The entire Grishaverse. Like, all of them. No matter, like, the villain that we have hated, loved to hate, whatever, he is the reason the Grishaverse is still there. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have to be thankful. Exactly. So that's very weird and crazy, and I'm sure very hard. Um, so um, she says how she could, She didn't believe he was actually going to do it. She thought that he was going to play some kind of prank. One of the monks says, use your dragon eyes and see what's going on. So she, like, holds, she has her hand up against the trunk, she closes her eyes, and I guess seeing with your dragon eyes means that you can, like, see what's going on inside <laughs> yeah. of there and everything. And what's really cool, she sees one, the the fold is starting to bloom. There's trees and flowers and things blooming in the fold. And um, when she goes to look and see what the Darkling's doing, she feels just pain. It's this hard, like, yeah. it's this horrifying pain. And it's just, it's hard for her. She takes her hand away from the trunk. She's like, oh, can't feel that. I don't want to. Um so they thank the monks and they leave. Nikolai follows his queen and they f- they go home and they just they are they they follow and go in go to home with hope, knowing that they're just you know things are going to be different now. And that is the end of that chapter. So <sighs> I know wasn't that a lot and crazy? And Hoda, I gotta get my book. And that's that is leading us to the very. Last wow. chapter. Which, by the way, <laughs> of course we got to do together. So that's what we're doing. And excuse me while I turn to my page. So, the beginning of the chapter, um, we're at Zoya's coronation. 
She's oh my gosh, getting beautiful. ready to be crowned Queen of Ravka. It's, I know, and it's gorgeous. And they describe the way she looks. Hold on, I gotta move this a little bit. Yeah, Ginny's helping her get ready, so they have a they have a nice little conversation. What I <laughs> oh. the darkest blue velvet dress to me. Just um, mm. yes, please. Um, this this outfit, this gown, yeah. this kef. Like it's a kefta that it, no one has ever seen before. Is what it is. Said. It's perfection. Where is it described? Is it right here? Okay, hold on. Virginia helped her dress in a gown of darkest blue velvet, the skirt and bodice embroidered with silver thread in a pattern of dragon scales. It was reminiscent of a kefta, but no kefta like this had ever been seen. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And they do have a lovely little conversation. And don't forget, the train is very long, which I would expect, mm-hmm. of course. It yep. needs to be. Um, yeah, so, and they get ready, and um, they do make a little remark about how genuine, like, I mean, David would be, David would have loved every minute or something. Like He, he would have hated it. I'm sorry, yeah, he would have hated, <laughs> not loved every minute. He but would they have hated, miss him, but they miss him. They, he would have hated every minute of that, yeah, that all the... Nice, the celebration and stuff. So anyways, yep, they move on. So Vedic Dimidov, um, that was always like a what the heck are they going to do with him because he's the true heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave him a glorious estate and a considerable amount of treasure. So they just, I guess they like gave him some like Lance off um, stuff. stuff. Like, <laughs> yay, you're a royal. There you go. <laughs> Have <Mazel> fun. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Um, but I guess that makes him happy because hey. he's not trying to fight or anything. I, I'd be cool with it. Um, let's see. Who else? Vladim? Vladim? Yeah. The guy with the handprint yes. from Alina is the new apparat. Okay. So that is really kind of cool. It is cool. Just to go back and think about that. Uh, yes. It is actually really cool. So, and another thing that's neat, and I love that they they bring this up a lot, is how, like, they put... It's the like um the bear thing like around her. Where is it in here? I'm sorry, it's right. Uh, it's how you become the like. She let Vladik or Vedic yes, Dimidov settle Sankt Grigory's bear skin around her shoulders. Exactly, and that's brought up throughout like part like different books. How that is like this huge part of the altar, and that's how like I mean it's 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 an honor to have that, but that's how you become the king or queen. That's really cool. So, like, uh, everybody's here. Everybody is here. We like, go through, like, a whole, like, list. I dignitaries mean, are here. Freaking Hiram Schnick, Schink is here. Schnick. Schink. Schnick. I mean, he's freaking there for some reason. Hiram <laughs> Schink. He's there. Harry and Mayu and Maki. Yeah, and even our lovely, um, mean, mad yeah. ex-princess, who's, yeah. like, she, like, Maki is there, mm-hmm. and her, she's, and of course, she's like, all the heavens do. None of you understand ceremony. Oh, bless. I know. She ain't happy. She ain't <laughs> ever going to be happy. Uh, Tamar and the Karagood are gone. They didn't think that it would be good for them to be hanging around. So yeah. they are, they're out. Peace. Um, Mila. Yeah. Nina is there. Oh. Um, she has a gown of cream silk with a neckline that could only be described as scandalous. Ooh. And opals the size of walnuts at her throat. <laughs> so she's I love that. She's living the good life. But she's still Mia, like Mila. She's she's still in this other body. But she's, she's but she's there yeah. with the prince. 
She is. Anna. Yeah. And it looks like um, we're about to get to one of my parts that I'm really excited about. <laughs> Zoya uh, just uh, said she's going to give Nina a plant from her garden to take back to Fjorda with her. Yeah. And that's sweet. Um, but a little bit further down, we describe a couple more people. And I'm going to read this. Um Okay, so among the other honored guests in the chapel were a group of Suli dressed in silks. Some wore the jackal mask. Others wore their hair braided and decorated with flowers. They were seated behind Nikolai at the front of the room, along with a couple in simple peasant clothes, the woman's gleaming white hair hidden beneath a beaded shawl. Who is that? <gasps> oh, my God. Who could that even be? Yay! Okay. Just for those who, you know, it it's, it's Elena. Elena. And, yeah. yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. I love it. I love, love, love. Yeah. You know I would. Oh, yeah. I was Absolutely. like flipping out over that. So, um, but everybody is there. Plus, literally everyone is there. But they do, like, have a moment where, like, I mean, there were ghosts in this room, phantoms who would never be laid to rest. They would walk this new path with her. So they're thinking, this is Zoya's head, Liliana, David, Isaac, Harsha, Marie, Paja, Fedor, Sergei. The list was long and would only grow longer. So I love that she has that moment in her head where, like, she just remembers, like... Yeah, remember the people we lost. Yeah, because there's a lot of them. They can't, and they can't save them all. But it's beautiful. They have the ceremony. Um, They put a really cool crown on her, by the way. Like, the crown is, like, got special, like, dragon-y kind of looks. Like, it looks like a dragon or something. yes. Yes, yeah. it's very dragony. Where, but she is They call it the dragon crown, the, actually. Yes, and she's got dragon um banners that unfurl um with the lance off colors. So she's got her own banners now. Yeah, that is so amazing. It is it's fun. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Um oh my gosh. Zoya yeah, I love it, love it, love it. Yeah, they I think that's Sony and it's really like it's our first queen of Ravka. We've never had a queen like right. I mean Ruler of Ravka, Ravka being a queen. (laughs) So anyways, moving on. We're Uh, back in the chambers. We are. So, you know, she's all like, okay, I queen now. Um, And she actually asks, can I please see Alina? She needs to see Alina. Right. So. But. But. But Nikolai comes in with a Suli girl, tiny in stature, (laughs) her hair worn in a thick braid. Mm Mm-hmm. And who is this? Oh, it's Captain Gaffa. It's Inej. Even Inej is there. Which is so cool. Like, really, everyone's coming into this last chapter. I know. It's really cool. Sorry, Sorry, Chris. I know. I know. know Chris is like, oh, God, how am I going to do that? (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Um, But Inej is like starstruck. Um, She obviously, you know, the whole Suli thing, but also, like, it's where her saint, Alina, Um, had walked and trained, and so she's just really excited. Um, and Zoya says, like, we'll show you the little palace. Um, and I think Inej starts to kind of point out a woman in a shawl, yep. her hair, and they kind of cut her off, like, all right, let's go over here. Which is so interesting. <laughs> because Inej thinks Alina is dead. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody thinks Alina is dead. So, like, we can't introduce her, which, like, would be so fantastic. Can you even imagine, like, she if Inej would... met Alina? But they can't do so that. So, that's going to be interesting to see. Like, I mean, 
in the show she has. Yeah. So that's one little... Hold on. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. In the show, she has Metalina. It's just the one little small little part. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, but maybe... Hey, huh. maybe she's pretending like she doesn't. But yeah, she does meet Alina in the show. Well, they say, like in here, that woman in the shawl, her hair, and Nikolai's like, eh, it's just friends from the country. Yeah. So no. it's not like she's meeting an old friend. They're keeping her, her from her. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's one little thing. Well, she, she has met her, but she thinks she's dead. Remember, like, because Alina actually end, dies yeah. in, like, Ruin and Rising. Right. Quote, unquote, dies. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, she had, but she had met her before. Yes. So. But she thinks she's but, dead. So they can't, so like. Maybe, yeah. So maybe that's what they'll do with the show. You know, I mean. Well, that's what happens. Cause, yeah. Because the whole Alina thing at the, they burn her body, supposedly. So. I know. But in the, you obviously, like, in this, it's definitely giving, Inej is, like, acting like she had it. I'm just saying. I get the feeling where it's like in the writing, and there's just, just so much like, oh my god, I love this like person, and like haven't. I don't know. That's my feeling <clears throat> that like she hasn't ever met her. Well, yeah, because but, this book was written before the show so came out, but it was written before the show was probably written because books take forever to. Yeah, but um, it's still who kn- it's a really cool part. But anyway, a- you, they don't want Inez to know that Alina's alive, one way or the other. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be really cool to see how. But you're right. Yeah, she does think she's dead. In she does. So, um, so that's neat. We get to see Inej. That was very unexpected. Yes, I didn't see that coming. Um, but and now Alina is yeah. there to to talk to Zoya. Yep, and. There, which is awesome. I love. I love whenever Alina is there, and they're kind of just like letting. They're letting her know what's been going on, right? They're like kind of just letting you know this is what's up. I mean, a little bit. They said, you know, you know what happened up there, and she said yes. yes. Right. Um, but I think it's cute that they're kind of joking around about the royal wedding. Um, about how uh, Nikolai hasn't done well with asking people to marry him because, remember, he asked Selena. <laughs> yep. And um, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, she said, uh, maybe he should have offered me a dynasty and not a piddly little emerald. <laughs> right. Well. So, cute little, like, back and forth, which is kind of funny because they're, like, good friends, and they're, like, they kind of had a thing with the same guy. Yeah. So that's a little like awkward. Girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> It's cute. Um, so, <clears throat> Zoya does start to talk about how she's having these nightmares. Yeah. Um, and these nightmares include the pain of the Darkling that she keeps, like, when she put her hand up on that tree, she keeps feeling the pain that he's going through. Because I didn't describe this, but if you read it, you would have known. Like, the monks say that when you're in that position that he's in, holding that door closed, it's also not like like you have that thorn through your heart but you're also going like pretty much insane and you have to be like that forever yeah so which like is... you're going insane and it's just like this excruciating pain so she's now having all these like nightmares about it and she's kind of concerned like i can't go on like this like seriously i'm gonna always have these nightmares i think and she's feeling guilty too because she let him do that and she has everything that he's ever wanted 
and she has the crown, the power that he is probably jealous of. Um, so she's like, I'm sitting here yep. with everything he wanted and allowing him to Suffer. stay there in pain forever. And that's not sitting well with her. Yeah, because the Darkling does, The one of the monks said, the Darkling's heart, he's got so much power. He's strong enough that like, I mean, he could pass away with letting his heart, I don't know. It's just, he's got a lot of power, but they're concerned that like, he really, like being in that kind of torture for eternity that's horrible for anybody. And she's also like, I want to rule justly. I want everyone right. to to know that like I'm ruling in a just fashion and to allow someone to be like that isn't very just and kind. <laughs> and exactly. And especially since it's such a key role, it's some and it's a key thing in like keeping the Grishaverse together. The reason that they are okay is because he's sitting there holding like Yeah. So definitely it's just for him to get like what he wanted. Mm-hmm. But they start to think, okay, well, what can we do? So this is interesting. They think about Sanct Felix, and there is a myth that his heart is still somewhere. Preserved somewhere. Preserved somewhere. And that that would be actually like that's a heart because it's the heart that itself is what's keeping it being pierced by the thorn is what's keeping the door closed. Yes. So that's all they need. So like they're thinking... They're thinking that all they need is if we go get that heart and we replace it with the Darkling, he can die and live in peace or right. whatever, live, and yes. it'll be okay. We're going to switch it out. So, but this is a myth. So, like, we got to remember that too. But it also would be someone would have to steal it and find it. And that brings up something. So who do you think they yeah. are? Who is great at finding things, finding the impossible? Hmm. Well, you've thought about it. <laughs> you say it, girl. Come on. So the very last, very, very last line of the entire book. Yep. Get a message to the Crow Club. Tell Kaz Brecker the Queen of Ravka has a job for him. End. Boom. Mic drop, book in. (laughs) Wonderful. What a way to end that. I know. Okay, so here is a real quick question for you. Yes. Okay, in the left corner Uh is that, okay, so an eagle or a hawk, because here's my reason for thinking it could be a hawk. Okay, so they describe in here also that I didn't mention it, that Sankt Felix, his animal that he turned into was a hawk. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry, actually, I... I can't remember whether I read that in here or it was in his story. It might have been in the story in Lives of Saints. One or the other, he turned into a hawk. Okay. So well, it, it looks more like a hawk than an eagle. Doesn't it? Yes. Okay. So that brings that whole final picture for me together. Because mm-hmm. I've always wondered, like, why would that randomly be the eagle of, like, yeah, and it, and it does look like a hawk. So yeah. I think that symbolizes, yeah. Isn't that cool? It is cool. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of little things in the in the picture. I know, and I would have never, never noticed the huge thorn. Okay, so anyways, continuing on. Okay, it's that very special, special time, time for. for... 
Grisha Cast News. Grisha Cast News. <laughs> okay, we don't have any news for you guys. Sorry, but um, I would like to say thank you guys. Um, I do want. Um, there's. I got a very lovely message from someone on my birthday um, named Tangle, and I'm real quickly going to read their message because it means a lot. Happy birthday, Eric! I know that I'm a random stranger you've never met or spoken to, and live an ocean away. But I just wanted to say how grateful I am for the effort you put into this podcast, especially your focus on queer characters and literature. It really, really helps to hear people actively advocate for that. I I live in a very conservative, very homophobic household and community, and it's easy to agree with the narrative that who I am is an inherent sin. Inherent sin. Anyways, the bottom line is that I'm so very grateful for everything you do, and I'm wishing you the best for the next year. Thank you, Tangle. I'm so grateful That's that we do sweet. that. We will out there for everybody. We love everyone. Um, unfortunately, we do kind of got to cut this a little bit short because we are having some weather Come through right now that we need to get prepared for. We will be back in February um, at the very first um, Friday of February will be when we return. Um, and we will be discussing Lives of Saints as our next book. We will be doing the first four saints. So get ready. We are very excited to do that with you all. Hope you all enjoy a little break. We will have some podcasts in between then so don't worry there'll be like little specials but we will not be starting our next actual read through until the first friday of february so read those first four saints and we will see you then happy new year long live the grishaverse like we're at the end of the hour so my voice is a little husky it was no mourners no funerals This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and eh, TikTok at GrishaCast. Thank you so much for Kendra Dantes and Year 26 for the amazing background music. And our staff, Alex, Sid, Michelle, and Amber. Bye. And our graphic designer, Chloe. Mwah.